Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm also Karen. <laughs> Why? Well, because just as you went to start the show, I grabbed three pieces of paper from clients who emailed us questions. And um, we don't know which and choosing. I don't know which ones I'm choosing okay, and pick, I don't pick number two and I don't know which questions and I don't know how hard they're going to be. Sheet number two. <laughs> Shit number two or, or sheet? sheet number two. <laughs> sheet number two. OK. All right. Sheet number two. This is Cassandra. Good. Okay. Yeah. You're reading them. Yes. OK. Hi, ladies. I listened to almost all of your podcasts and they are wonderful, funny and educational. I was wondering about souls. Here we go. Number one. Do we meet the same soul each life? Neat. Uh, okay. Yes and no. Um, because there are, there are some souls that cycle in each, each of our lifetimes. Um, but surely enough, a lot of them are new as well. Um, so, I mean, the, the familiar souls, they have contracts with us, right? So we come into different lifetimes um, with those same souls to learn different lessons and sometimes the same le- lessons if we're, if we're totally missing the boat. Mm-hmm. Are you adding? Oh, I was listening. Okay. <laughs> Want to impart your wisdom on us? Oh, I was listening to all of yours and enjoying it. Oh, okay. Thanks. Okay, I forgot the question because I was listening so well. It's <laughs> true. Okay. Just like I got to read it again. An extra teaspoon of sugar in her coffee this morning. Yeah. I've got caffeinated too. Do we meet the same souls each life? Well, you answered that. Okay. Ditto. Um, are there actually soulmates? Are there actually soulmates? That's the question. That's her next question. Okay. Um, well... We've, we've talked about this mm-hmm. at, at nauseum, um, and please feel free to jump in. Uh, what we have seen in a lot of the sessions is that soulmates are not defined as one type of, of relationship, if I can put it that way. So it's not, uh, it's not always a partner or a significant other, I'll say. Uh, we've had people come through. Uh, actually, we've had a dog come through and say, I was her partner. Mm-hmm. I was her, I was her soulmate. Mm-hmm. And that woman, you know, was crying, just saying, I always felt like my dog was my partner. We did everything together. I didn't want a significant other in, in a, you know, in a, in a human form. Uh, soulmates are, are different, I think, than, than what we're taught. I like the example that you gave about the dog because mm-hmm. on on the flip side of that, I've had a person who, when I went through consent and I said that I get animals who've crossed as well as people, um, she said animals. I don't believe that. She said I don't even I don't believe that dogs and cats have souls. She goes, don't be doing that. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, that that's fine. That that's your belief. It doesn't make it right, by the way, <laughs> but. It's a belief, and I can be respectful mm-hmm. and not do that for you. But but there's there's truth to to the fact that animals do have souls, and they can be your soulmates. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people that know that and experience that will hear that, and it just it just sits with tremendous amount Whoa. of relief too. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I'd also like to point out too that your soulmate can be a brother or a sister. Mm-hmm. It can be a best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I laugh all the time. I have one one friend in particular. Her name's Rachel. Every time I'm talking about uh, my boyfriend, and people are asking, "Okay, is, well, is it, is it your soulmate?" That ridiculous question. And she'll pipe in and answer for me and say, "Well, no, that's her significant other. Her life partner's Karen." 
Because she gets it. I think I think she gets that yeah. you are my soulmate. That oh, that's that's, like, that's so a cute. twin flame, and yeah. you know there's room for other relationships and other kinds of love. Yes, but a soulmate isn't isn't necessarily the significant other. I think so many moms and daughters, or or fathers and sons, or, or yeah, all daughters and fathers, and all that kind of stuff, totally can understand that. Yeah. And that they can still understand that they absolutely love their their spouse or mm-hmm. their common law or whatever, um, but that they know that there's a parent or a child that they actually feel is their soulmate. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get that. Yeah, just as much as a lot of people can get it that a pet, that their pet is. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Is that good? Yeah. Um. Oh, she she said, or is this Hollywood who boy? Oh my god, it's hooey. Why? Okay. Why can't you do simple things? Okay. It wouldn't be me if I didn't read things a little wrong <laughs> or pronounce things a little incorrectly. And it's it's the it's the flavor of Karen. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. I remember when I was younger, you coming home and Dad just dying laughing, saying that you had been playing a game with another couple, and you had pronounced it Chihuahua. Yeah. And I was that's like, right. oh, what's going on? And he's like, it was a chihuahua. Yes. Yes. I never, never lived it down. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. <laughs> anyway. Next question. Um, okay. She doesn't, the rest of her email, I'm going to read. It's not, they're not questions, but I'm just going to finish reading it because I don't okay. know. Well, you, you can take it here. Well, this is the first time you and I are both seeing it. Yeah. Okay. I also wonder about those times when you meet someone and it feels like you have known them a lifetime but have actually only had a few conversations with them. On the other side of that coin, it's instantly disliking a person, even though they have given you no reason to draw that conclusion. Mm. So there, there's no... There's, there's no, no question. There's it's no just question. She's okay. just, yeah, so Cassandra's just made made the, the, the comment, and I didn't want to not read her whole no, email. No, that's great. Um, I wanted to put all of that out there. So she, if, if someone wants to ask a question or she... Well, has, let's discuss it. Okay, fire away. Well, okay. Uh, I guess just break it down. So when you when you meet someone and you feel that instant connection, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to discuss that first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, f- there's a number of things, but one of them is parallel realities. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's an ab- absolutely a moment where you're time traveling, and that you're just in different realities, and that that instant where you meet somebody or you run into somebody or you have that flash of a moment in the grocery store, say, and you. You just know you know something or mm-hmm. you know something about someone even that that is actually happening in another reality mm-hmm. and that th- that's how we time travel travel and that's how energy is connected. Mm-hmm. So in the quantum fields, you're making a connection on the web, right? But those are quantum. So if no one understands or if for those people who don't educate themselves in in quantum theories to be able to kind of put their their brain around this experience it's a it's a it's a spiritual experience i'll say or it's a quantum experience which is scientific which makes it both so i know you've done a lot of reading um is it possible to ask you for a suggestion of a book that maybe someone could re- like go to as a resource if they're listening to this and are like well i need to know more about that uh yeah for sure and you know what kelly i think we're going to add to the website um, um, book, book, recommendation? book recommendation list. Okay. I had had that on an old site, the KarenSarlo.com one, and um, on our new one by Sarlo.com. Um, I think a lot of people are missing 
the the books the resources the resource okay. yeah i mean i've probably read at least 500 okay so we'll put something up there for everyone that they can yeah. kind of tap into if they choose yeah and if i forget someone can mm. sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's a rough morning <laughs> smacked the f- Smack microphone right into my face um so the part two yes is instantly not liking someone yes and and there well, again now Hold on. That goes hand in hand with yes. what you just talked about, right? That's right. So yeah. in a parallel universe, parallel, whatever you want to refer to it as, yeah. um, there can be a really great experience with that soul and a really not so great experience. And so we can instantly dislike someone or like or be attracted to someone uh, based on those experiences. I love what you just did because you also said attracted to. Mm-hmm. And some people don't understand why they may be attracted to somebody that just mm-hmm. isn't their type mm-hmm. or just isn't... Um, that you're just married and you're happy. So why would you be attracted to somebody else? Mm -hmm. That just doesn't make any sense. Um, Yes, there's a feeling. I can't put my finger on it. I can't explain it. I'm happy here though. I'm happy with my, my, my partner, my spouse Mm -hmm. or whatever. So this doesn't make sense. So people will come in sometimes and say, what can you tell me about this relationship? It doesn't make sense to me. And Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, this is from a past life. So that's also part of it. So there are some people and souls we meet over and over again, and and I call them markers. Some of them are markers. They're to let you know that you're at the right place, right time, Mm -hmm. but you're not supposed to stay stuck with them. That doesn't mean you're supposed to divorce your husband and go jump into this new relationship. It's just a marker. Mm -hmm. It means right place, right time. What are you supposed to be getting? Stand still, wake up, shake, 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 crack, 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 um, whatever you want to call it, to wake yourself up in that moment. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's more, but I mean, maybe, do you want to add or? Well, no, let's, let's let people ask questions. Okay. So, um, that's, that's. Next. Yeah. That's Cassandra's email. Oh, okay. That's Can we done. go to option number one or three then? Yes. You want to continue yeah, a- let's answering questions? Okay. Um, on behalf of nonverbal. Oh, no, sorry. That's the subject title of the email. Oh, boy. Okay. Yes. Um, she worked in office admin for years. <laughs> Veronica? Just as computers were coming in. <laughs> this one's from Veronica H. We're saying the names just simply because you really can't identify anybody. But I think it's kind of fun that if you know you were the one that sent the email and then you hear your well, name. Yeah, and they, they have, they've sent these with obvious enthusiasm too. So yeah. we want to give that right back yeah. to, to everyone. Hi, Sarlos. You're probably going to be so annoyed with my emails and questions. I only went for one session with Kelly, but I'm hooked on your podcasts. How humbling it must be to pe- help people who can't speak for themselves. I cannot imagine how rewarding that must be. Aww. That really put a smile on my face this morning. I also really appreciated Karen talking about that EA, kicking you out of the school. I have repeatedly been treated like that in different work situations as well. At one point, I thought it was me and that, and thought I could not hold down a job. Oh, I totally get that. She's referring to the podcast called On Behalf of Nonverbal. Yes. Oh, that's why I that's, read that. that yeah, that's On Behalf that's of Nonverbal. Stemming from. Okay. Um, that led me to be really depressed, and I had to work really hard at getting out and snapping out of that. Well, there's a whole show right there on depression mm-hmm. and how other people can create our depression if we're not 
if we're not willing to challenge ourselves to stand up for ourselves or to change mm-hmm. because sometimes you have to you you can sit in that job and or or marriage or whatever or relationship and really be bullied if a parent you could spend a lifetime sitting in the relationship being bullied but you have to stand up and get out mm-hmm. and sometimes there's no way other than out hanging around saying you're going to set boundaries doesn't work mm-hmm. so it really does mean mm-hmm. out I love that yeah um, at the current job, at the job I currently have, people think I'm a bitch, and that's not the case at all. I have just made my own rules because I felt used and unappreciated at work, so I backed off, went part time, and did what's best for me. Um, others, I guess, like to live as a victim, and I get caught up in that sometimes. But for the most part, I try really hard to take responsibility for my life. I know what they choose isn't good, bad, right, or wrong. It just is. Now, my question is, the, um, is this can get kind of draining sometimes. I tend to think I can feel other people's vibes, maybe not as good as you guys can do, but I just get the gist of a person. My question is, do you ever feel other people's sticky, dark, sludgy vibes? Huh. Sticky, dark, and sludgy are not the way I would describe them, but I think I know what she's getting at. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Because we hear people's thoughts. Yes. So, uh, you hear all kinds of them. So you're hearing somebody's depression, you're hearing Mm -hmm. somebody's insecurities, uh, you're hearing people's uh, lack of enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, their desire to be elsewhere, uh, their envy or their greed, Mm -hmm. all of those different, I'll say thoughts that are attached to certain emotions, right? You're really tuning into what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the thought that stems from that feeling. So, yes. Um, my answer is yes, too. It's, it's, a, it's um, a big reason why I find it so difficult to, to be social, mm-hmm. uh, to socialize at all, including um, even going out with a small group of people for a small dinner. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yes. So the, the question is yes, and it makes life hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Really bright and cheery just this morning. Getting, just, just getting real with my coffee. Thanks, Veronica. <laughs> um, uh, okay, she's got a little bit more. There are two people currently that I feel that way about. It's like when they're around, my internal compass goes whack. Is that intuition? Hmm. Yeah. Yes? Absolutely. Do I run? Run. Well... Are we making assumptions about what run means? Because mm. run could mean from the job. Run could mean from the situation that you're standing next to the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lunchroom table. Um, that, that's, I don't think that's an easily answered question. Me neither. And I would say that's why you book an appointment. Yeah. Because at, at that point, that's, and I know she's, the, these are good general questions yeah, we absolutely. can answer on a podcast, but that's why you actually want the one-on-one session. Mm-hmm. To, uh, to ask that because there are different types, like you say, there are different types of running. There's always the time to put your big girl panties on and stand up mm-hmm. or big boy panties. No, that didn't sound <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, big boy briefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Kelly. Who gave me a microphone? Uh, you bought it yourself, actually. That's true. <laughs> it was going to be the only way I was going to get one. <laughs> Oh. Um, do you face those people or just ignore them? Okay. Okay. I don't think you ignore anything. No. Um, because I think that when you ignore, that creates a pattern of avoidance mm-hmm. and sabotage and depression. 
and that in that order. Mm-hmm. And that, so the opposite of depression <laughs> is all of those things. And people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And what was it, what was it Darren said to us last night, summer, when somebody wanted, he's, he's the boss. And somebody wanted, <laughs> Darren's my brother. a great job describing this. Darren's my brother. And he, he, he's responsible for hundreds of people in, in jobs. Thousands. Thousands of people. Yeah, in Ottawa. And he's the boss. And so he's very well aware that when people want a oh, vacation. Sum- Dr. Summer. Dr. S- no, Dr. Summeroff. That's it. Yes. So he calls it Dr. Summeroff because he knows that certain people have patterns where they're going to create a drama at work. They're going to do something so they can go to their medical doctor. To, to upset their supervisor. Yes. So that they have to that they have to say, you can't behave this way. Then they go to their doctor and they say, my boss is bullying me. Mm-hmm. This is what I tried to do. And this is what my boss did to me. Mm-hmm. I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed I need a stress leave. And the doctor gives them the stress leave. Because, of course, the doctor doesn't know the truth. Mm-hmm. And they don't have their truthometer sitting on the desk. And so they give them the summer off. And they get nick- they get nicknamed Dr. Summer Off. Mm-hmm. So as a boss, he's very well aware there's that there are people that show up mm-hmm. er- cyclically <laughs> with drama issues at a particular time of year to get Christmas off or summer off mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Yeah, the weird tangent, but... Um like to go back to the actual question about not running not running yeah addressing the actual issue the behavior um and i i always like to stick to facts here's Mm -hmm. here's the behavior that's occurring here's what needs to be happening what are we doing to change it Mm -hmm. um and now you made a really good point that once you address it you know you set your boundary the one time but you don't necessarily stick around uh to keep setting boundaries over and over again that's right now that's great for a relationship that's personal um, but in a job situation, you don't mm-hmm. always have that option to yeah. uh, to just walk away, right? Because there's going to be somewhere, someone everywhere that upsets you or uh, doesn't have good boundaries. Right. So you have to discern between whether you can work on it yourself and it's, right. it's an issue about who you are. Mm-hmm. But once you've done that job, once you've done that, if you've truly done it, then that's when you do have to make a different choice. Because then if you truly stay, you become... The, pay, the person that wants to see the Dr. Summer off because you need you need somebody else to be dealing. So these people are right. saying, I need my boss to deal with this. I need the doctor to take care of my problems for me. Okay. I, I like the way that you're, that you're drawing that parallel because I, I was kind of thinking in a different direction, but I, I'm liking what you're doing. Um, when she initially said run, I was thinking quitting, mm-hmm. right? Quitting the yeah. job, leaving the job, finding I something know. new. But you can, this is where I'm saying run is not the worst thing if you're running, leaving the situation itself. So if it, if, if the bullying or the conversation is happening at the water cooler for an old, old example, or a lunch table in the office, then finding ways to not put yourself in that situation to be around that energy if possible. But if you are walking away and staying attached to what these people are saying and doing, there's a certain kind of desire for you to have drama, mm-hmm, that's which right. I think is exactly what you're saying. Yes. So a lot of people will say I can pick up on people's energies and they attach to me and they won't leave me alone. Well, there's a belief system there that they want to attach to you and that people are out to get you because energies don't necessarily stay attached like that. Oh, Kelly, 
I love what you're doing. And that is another form of victimizing the self. Uh, women and men do this when they get a divorce or they separate from a boyfriend or girlfriend. They want the house cleansed over and over yep. again. They want the energy that they they have been told by New Age stuff that the energies have attached to you and you need mm-hmm. them cut from an energy healer. Mm-hmm. This isn't the case. That's right. This is us hanging on mentally to them. That's right. And I, I like how you're taking this into what we do as energy healers when people show up and say... Oh, you know, I, I, th- this this man, this we broke up, and and uh, he just keeps attaching to me, and I, I can go feel his energy yeah, everywhere. He's all over me, and he just won't let me go. And it's like, nah, no, that's not that's, true. That's your ego. That's right, and that's you wanting to create drama around that. Mm-hmm. So it, I love the way that you've done that too, in the sense that when people call me and say, or call you, whatever, and say, can you come and do a house cleansing? And I go, well, can we talk about that first? Yeah, save your money. Can you? Yeah, I've done very few true clear house clearings, Mm -hmm. honestly, Mm -hmm. because chances are 99% of them you can deal with over the phone, not having to go to the person's house and do it, Mm -hmm. but also just educating them better than buying into what people are trying to do, Mm -hmm. saying, oh, I went and I smudged it for you. And oh, look at me. I, I, I did this for you. And it's like, oh, my goodness, it's all about. Just watching what got done on TV with and thinking tools, with stones and feathers yeah. and it's just yeah. so not necessary. That's right. Because the energies don't really get attached. You have to, re- every person has the ability within themselves to cleanse themselves. Mm-hmm. So you to might energetically s- walk away. Yes. To energetically run. So if we can answer that Veronica's question. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You can run in the healthy ways. That's right. And that's where people do come to see us as energy healers is to find out how to do it in in healthy ways. Holy fuck, you're struggling. <laughs> you having a hot flash? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> oh, this is my life partner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that that that's it. That's it for Veronica. <laughs> and possibly you possible yes um i have a third page with uh yeah uh, yeah, Yeah, we'll do three okay the next one is carol okay hi ladies i wanted to let you know how much i love listening to your pod your podcasts oh that's funny (laughs) i I like her play on words (laughs) so she made a typo but i like it (laughs) this is what too much caffeine sounds like I find them informative and often healing too as I relate to the different stories. You have asked for suggestions, topics for future shows. These are the ones I came up with. What have you what have you learned about the afterlife and the transition? Is there a purgatory? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, there, there's a one few. One at a time. Yeah, she's got them like in a little clump. Yeah, but let's deal with the first one. Well, wait, let me give you the little clump and then we'll go one at a time so people get the gist of what so we're going stressed. to. <laughs> okay. okay, so here's our little first clump. What, ha- what have you learned about the afterlife and the transition? Is there a purgatory? Does it take a long time for people to make it to heaven? What is it like? Okay, I see what you're doing. Is that okay? Sure. Then we can break that down. You yeah. know, it's a beautiful big field. <laughs> Actually, that could be a whole podcast or yeah. broadcast unto itself. <laughs> um, but do you want to, what do you want to yeah, do let's with do that? It. Okay. Um, okay, so the first question was, uh, what have you learned about the afterlife and the transition? Can can I can I yeah, answer that by all means? First, 
first thing I learned about the afterlife when I started doing this is that it's nothing that I thought it was going to be, according oh, to... you're Catholic. That's I was just going to say, based Reco- on... Recovering, pardon me. Yeah, it, it was not at all what I thought it was going to be, because I, I was raised as a Catholic to believe that there was a limbo for babies, that not there unbaptized was... Babies. Unbaptized babies, sorry. That there was a limbo, a purgatory, a hell, a heaven... So that there were there were these stages or these places that were locational, mm-hmm. and I discovered first thing I discovered is there's no location. Right. So it's energy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's massive, and it's not a it's not a, a place like Earth. Like mm-hmm. a, here's your location. Here's my house. This is where I sit. This is where I'm supposed to be every day. Right. So the whole concept of location was the first thing, which ties in so beautifully to levels of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And these like um, astral travel and all kinds of different things that as soon as, as soon as I, I realized that it wasn't location, there was relief. Well, because there's accessibility. Yes. And oh, Kelly, that's such an amazing word because everything just blew wide open. Mm -hmm. So, so the boxes and the confining belief system of over there. Yeah. Meant that, wait a minute, does that mean they're here? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Does that mean they're on Earth? Can I prove it? That, mm-hmm. Like that just—it just opened so much, and with that, I felt love, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that I, there had been a lack of love when I believed in the purgatory, limbo, yeah. hell, heaven. This is neat because this goes back to the last podcast that we taped together, where mm-hmm. I, I was talking about—I can't remember specifically what it was—where I will ask people. Does that sit well with you? Oh, yeah. When yeah. you're presented a concept or a theory, does it sit well in your body? And you're just talking about now realizing that there was a lack of love, that feeling that wasn't there. Yeah. And that, and that for very a very cool. long time, there was also so much fear driven by that, uh, by thinking that if a, if a baby didn't get baptized fast enough, and it's not possible, some of them are stillbirth. Mm-hmm. That they go straight to a limbo, which if a God is or a universe has love in its capacity to, to share, then how could that apply to those babies that did nothing wrong, but would have to go to a limbo until judgment day? Well, just really simply that when I first started doing this, there, as you say, there was accessibility. So... Now that there's an openness to love, I had access not just to a Jesus figure or a Mary figure. I had access to all the ascended masters. Mm-hmm. I had access to beings from other planets. I had access to every soul on earth. I had access to everything. So how do I channel for all any person that comes in through that? Th- th- the accessibility is through love. It's through the openness. Mm-hmm. And the teachings I'll say that I had been taught in my this current life prevented the accessibility through love because the teachings themselves pushed love out yeah, fearful by its very essence of this is what you must believe therefore love is on its coattails on the way out the door mm-hmm. and you can't separate that no Catholic can can argue that I grew up in a funeral home Sense- I, I can't argue it sensibly Yes, and I say I grew up in a funeral home, and you can't argue it with me. You cannot. No one can. 
there isn't a single person on this planet that can argue that with me because I grew up in a funeral home and I witnessed the pain. Mm-hmm. I witnessed the pain of every mom, every dad, every grandmother, every aunt, uncle, and cousin that came in. Because of the belief. Because of the belief. I grew up witnessing the pain that was rained down on every single human being. So there, that is inarguable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's part. I don't want to hog it. So I, I want to make that's sure fine. that you're... Um, so the question too. was about transition, right? What, what's well, that it was, transition like? Well, it had to do with transition. I haven't answered that one yet. It just said, what have you learned about the afterlife? Mm-hmm. And so well, the that's very... huge. Well, yes, because that's why I said this is multiple podcasts, because I could go on and on mm-hmm. about about all of these. And we are going to. We're going to do more than one podcast on her questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, one of the important things to touch on uh, is that there isn't a time frame in which the, in which you're allowed to contact your loved ones. That's right. So I'm, I think I'm trying to touch on different belief systems here too, because you, you've talked mm-hmm. about one. Now, there's other cultures that believe you have to wait a year mm-hmm. or three years or six months before or after that person passes mm-hmm. before you can try contacting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, well, that's Hollywood hooey. <laughs> How about that? Um, because the it, again, it's accessible. So you know, you and I have been there as a person is passing, listening to their soul from human to just soul again as they're transitioning into to dying. Um, we've also talked to them, you know, during the funeral. Um, we've mm-hmm. talked to them the night before they pass. Like there's just mm-hmm. there's no time frame. Yes. Where they're saying, oh, sorry, you're a couple days early. You'll have to come back and try me again. Do you remember when we went to, I can't remember where we went, um, but the family invited us to come, Kelly, and they wanted to know, uh, the doctors had said mom was passing and that she was crossing over. And you and I visited with a family mm-hmm. and they said, what do you get? And I said, Oh, I said, well, if you're asking what I'm getting from her spirit, I just saw Jesus walk into the room. And they said, well, yes, she's she's very Catholic. She's very mm-hmm. religious. And I said, and she told him to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go. And I said, she just said, get the hell out of here. I'm sticking around on earth. And the doctor had already called the family in and said she was it's dying. Yeah, It's like within the day or whatever. And I said, I, I just saw her tell the spirit world, screw off. I'm sticking around on earth and I got more things to do. Mm-hmm. And the spirit world complied and said, have at her. <laughs> Go for it, honey. Mm-hmm. And, and love you. Still and she's this still, was, this was a month ago. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when you're asking about the afterlife and you're saying how we get it when they're doing the transition phases too, um, the transition is really unique. You know, that makes me think of your mom when she went through her cancer treatments. Oh, yeah. Or not treatments, pardon me. She went through surgery to remove cancer in the bowel. Yeah. And while she was under the knife, yeah, um, you had been telling us that she was having a near-death experience. Well, I told my sister. We were sitting in the waiting room in the front entrance yeah. of the civic hospital. And that she could talk to you as she was talking to Jesus. And that yeah. she, was, she was figuring out whether or not she was coming back. Mm-hmm. She was offered an out. That she was allowed, she was allowed to pass during surgery. Yeah, uh, but that she had said she wanted to come back and help and and do all of these things here on Earth. Yes. Um. So again, part of that transition period where it's still up in the air. Yes. Because I think people think it's uh, very finite. Mm-hmm. Um. That there's a decision made. 
mm-hmm. and they forget that the soul still has a choice. Yeah, and that, that the soul sits there with it. I call it the council. We can talk about that sometime too. Mm-hmm. My, the, I call them the toilet bowl. Um, well, well, I did. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> oh, okay, wait though. Let's let's do a little sto- show on the toilet bowl. You did bowl because th- that's a really good story. Why I call okay. them that? It's <laughs> for sure going to be the title too. Yeah. Okay. So it's some some leavings are finite and some are not right. but your counsel always sits with your soul and goes through that and your spirit your spirit guides um but getting back to the original question which was about what you've learned of the afterlife and what the transitions like oh and i said that it was very unique to each soul yeah. and their counsel and i i wanted to throw in as well and i think this is one of kind of similar to one of the other questions um cuz i think one of them is how long does it take to get to heaven or something? Oh, I don't know. I haven't read every. I haven't okay. read the the email. And, well, you read the the clump, but anyway, um, some deaths are a shock to the soul. Oh yes. And there have been some who where we're talking to them and they're going, "What the fuck am I doing here? How did I get here? Yeah. Everything happened so fast, and they're as shocked as some of some of us are. Yeah. So, like when you say unique, that unique. Yeah. And some of them go back and forth. They mm-hmm. pass and then they come back to earth. They pass. My dad did that. Mm-hmm. I was declared that he had passed by the doctor and the priest, and then he came back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know that he ever talked about what happened when he crossed, but he came back. And um, yeah, it, it is that it is very unique. Um, I I also really learned too um, in the process of doing this and speaking to people who've crossed um, that there is no how. Mm-hmm. And that if you take away all of the fear of that, um, and all of the feeling of there's got to be there's got to be some punishment, mm-hmm. that how much we get tied into believing that we have to punish, mm-hmm. and the the biggest one that that people struggle with is like if there's someone who's murdered or someone who's or raped, abused, yeah. abused, or someone who's like I'll call it the Hitler situation, mm-hmm. and and I don't I don't mean that to be rude, but we're there's there uh, ISIS or something like are yeah. they not going to be punished don't tell me they're going to be on the other side with me that there that there's fear because we're still in the human body in a human experience believing that we have to be separated and safe but that in the spirit world it's not the same we we are not the same beings in the spirit world we mm-hmm. wouldn't do the same things that are occurring here on earth and that in and of itself really has to be digested before somebody could understand that that they could put their head some people might listen to that right there and go all the neurons in my brain just misfired all over the place they hit the off button yeah i i I can't comprehend it and and because we we can't comprehend because we're never raised to believe any of these things Mm -hmm. we we're raised by hollywood um, if somebody's done something wrong to my family, vengeance. Mm-hmm. So we watch all these movies on vengeance and punishment, and and we're, we're that's all we are inundated with. Mm-hmm. So to believe that there is an opposite, Kelly, remember when we watched um, what was that show with Michael Moore, Where to Invade Next, mm-hmm. and he interviewed some pe- the man in the inmates, the yeah the inmates and the man, the dad whose son had been murdered at and the camp. At yep. the camp, and he didn't want revenge. Revenge. He didn't want 
the the man who'd murdered his son to to suffer mm-hmm. and i think that's a very difficult thing for north americans to comprehend because we are all about vengeance we are our movies drive us to it mm-hmm. there are certain religions that that are predominant about judgment days oh, and it, it glorifies us right it makes us heroes that's what yeah. war is yeah essentially that's... and yet that that gentleman was saying well why would i pick up a weapon and hurt him it makes me no better than him Right, but we can't we can't digest that if we want to keep at war with other countries. Mm-hmm. And and I remember him saying, "I hope he gets help." Yes. Uh, and I I remember think and very North American thought myself thinking, "This must be staged. He must oh. just be, be so calm because there's a camera in front of him and he must be being coached." But he really did look hmm. and and speak as though he truly wished that this person would get help because he understood in this community understood that you don't do this if you're well and I listened to that and thought there's a higher level of emotional intelligence right there is a higher level of spiritual intelligence that's been cultivated that's been nurtured I was just gonna say that but no that's okay you got a little excited yeah (laughs) you are my mom (laughs) where he is allowed to be nurtured by his culture so that his that is something that would be innate in his being, mm-hmm. as much as vengeance is innate in ours. Right. And so for him to wish for rehabilitation for that person instead of uh, revenge is hard for some people, like you say, to grasp, but possible. Well, because I always think that the person who murdered his son, so that that man still has a mom and dad. Yeah. He still has brothers and sisters. That is war. Someone's always going to want revenge for the person you took from me. Yeah, and in order to and we've been perpetuating that for at least 2000 years on this planet. So and it's gotten us nowhere if we look at where we are. It's we're worse off than we've ever been. And we're, wars have never ended. Mm-hmm. So when are we going to learn that if we keep playing with matches that you that that you get burnt. Like, when do we learn the lesson? Mm-hmm. And I heard he did. And I heard that there is a culture that does. And so when I'm sitting here as a medium, psychic, intuitive, and all of that, I get to hear that there is that there are other beings in the entire universe that are already at that level. Mm-hmm. And that can see far beyond the scope of what we've been, some of us have been able to reach mm-hmm. in levels of, I'll call it intelligence because that just means measurable. Cool. Is that good? Yeah. What was her other question? Okay. Let me go back to the paper. Um, well, she said, is there a purgatory? No. no. You've heard that there is no purgatory. They're like their classrooms. Ah, I love I, it. Yeah. And I've, I've heard many souls refer to it as I'm back at school. And that'll give a lot of people anxiety. But again, this is a whole different concept of what school is. So understanding different concepts, learning new lessons, reviewing that life review that a lot of people talk about, how their actions affected other people. There is a whole process of understanding Mm -hmm. the ripple effect that your soul created, but also what what influenced your own behaviors. Yeah, so you can have compassion for your own spiritness. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a classroom that explains the chicken and the egg. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, and it's it's done with so much love, Mm -hmm. so much love and so much patience Mm -hmm. with all of the other souls around them. Yes. And... One of the concepts, and you can chime in and I would love for you to do that, is those souls get to move forward whether the human forgives or doesn't. 
That's because perfect. Forgiveness is a disgusting manifestation of human beliefs, mm-hmm. where that soul is meant again, very similar to what we were just talking about, to suffer until I have for chosen have chosen to forgive you. Yeah, and no. So in answer to that purgatory question, no, we don't hold them there as humans, and the souls don't hold them there either. They get to move forward in their own time as they learn. Hmm. Hmm. Next question. Unless you were going to add something. Oh, I could go on and on. Okay. I, I could talk about this all day and all night. That's why I, go, I bought a microphone. We should get coffee then. <laughs> <laughs> Does it take a long time for people to make it to heaven? And what, what it, what, what's it like? Oh, okay. Well, we kind of roughly answered that in terms of the time. Hmm. Of when when they cross, how they cross, and if they're shocked or not. Well, and I I would say there's no heaven, right? So and and I it, because I'm saying it's not situational, that it's not a location, and so if people say, well, then where the hell am I going? Is this the idea, uh, you know, where if there is no God, there is no place to go? You just die and you're done. That's not what I'm saying. Well, I'm saying there's a whole other option out there. You have to come outside of the boxes of just what some humans have said, whether you call it science or you call it all kinds of different religions. It's a return to energy. It's a return to love. Yeah. Where there's a stillness. Uh, This is going to sound very, very um, like polars, I guess. But there's so much stillness, but also so much vibrancy and so much feeling of being alive. Mm-hmm. It's the oneness that I think a lot of, of spirit, spirituality and religions that are, are trying to achieve mm-hmm. talking about, um, where it's just, it's a return home. Mm-hmm. And I can you know what, I don't know how to word this, but I know that sometimes when they first cross over, people will say to me, I made my heaven Trout Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good for you. It's mm-hmm. a great location. <laughs> or I made up camp. Mm-hmm. I made it look like camp. Can you describe camp to my mom, please? I went to camp. And then they they yeah. talk about the cottage and they say, you know, there was there was a, a yellow canoe and we, we, we painted sparkles on it for mom, you know, for one an- her birthday one year. And they give really specific things so that the person knows and they go, Jesus, they, get, they did do things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you mean, you mean that's their heaven? And it's like, well, yes, as they're as they're transitioning and crossing, the five people you meet in heaven, yeah, illustrate this. That's right, perfectly. Yeah, because you make it familiar from Earth, so that you, because you go through, a, a, you know, psychiatry has to have all these terms, association, right? So you want to still associate at the very beginning when you first cross over. I want to see Dad, so I might want to be able to say. When I'm dead, I'll know I'm dead because I see Maury McGinty because that's my dad. So if I see Morris McGinty, then I know I'm dead. Well, I think and the association is not just with people. It's with it's with um, a feeling. Yeah. And usually it's a place that gives that to us. Right. Because we're we're all location focused. Right. um, As physical beings. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be that there is a person because I think a lot of people will think, oh, fuck that. I don't want to see anyone. That's right. Um. But I want to, like you said, I want to be on Trout Lake looking out at Family Beach uh, at the two little islands, right? Yeah. They, they pick something specific that gives them a feeling. Well, and it gives them, like I said, I want to say, say it again, it's locational. They, they want to know when they're dying, when mm-hmm. they're human, 
that there's something to go to when they cross over. So I hope I'm not, I'm saying this right now. That's fair because people, people are afraid of the unknown. Yes. Afraid of the white light or the black hole or whatever you want to refer to it as. Yeah. So if they can give themselves a location, there's a feeling of safety. Yeah. I remember my mom saying to me, well, this was like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Do you think we could find a location so I could meet you when I'm dead? So I know I'm dead. And she probably doesn't even remember she said this. It was like at least a dozen years ago. And I said, well, where would you like it to be? She said, I want a field full of blue and green and yellow and white daisies. And I went, okay, done. Because she wanted a location. so And she wanted to be able to see somebody that was familiar, that she knew could love her or take care of her. Because depending on what her needs and fear, fears are, this is what I want. Versus somebody else that would say, my mother, no freaking thank you. Mm-hmm. I do. I never want to see my mother. The universe can't be big enough to keep the two of us apart. Mm-hmm. So you, until you go through all of your processes on the other side, those things are honored. Mm-hmm. So your spirit group, your soul mates, your, your, your soul family honors that so that you can transition. And as you go through and take off these layers of belief that earth slap down on you, whatever they are, because they're from religion, schools, teachers, friends, even a girlfriend that says, I don't believe in that shit, gets slapped down on us. Mm-hmm. So until those things kind of like fall away and move away from us, um, you're comforted. By a location. Uh, yeah. Cool. By the things you need and, and don't need in order to feel love and safety. Did is that wanna, good? Yeah. Did you want to ask the next question or is that the first clump? Um, that word has no meaning to me anymore. Let's let's leave it at that. Leave it there. Sure. And we'll go on because she, she's got quite a few here. So let's, yeah, okay. she's got quite a few. Well, so let's go. Let's thank the three women that yeah. uh, that submitted the questions because that's wonderful. Um, Veronica, Carol, Cass- Carol and, and Cassandra. Cassandra. Lovely. We uh, for sure appreciate that as well. We know that the rest of the viewers or the listeners do too because... It generates more content and, and as our intention, more discussion, mm-hmm. which is great uh, and more education. So please, if you're listening today and you have more questions of your own, you can submit them to info at com. Thank you for listening.